Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan of Richmond. Appreciate you listening to us on that. You can always check us out on the Odyssey app. Take us on the go. You can watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. It's Bish, Cakes, EB, and JP. That is the foursome. Joining us right now on the BetQL Guest Hotline, it's Brad Spielberger, pro football focus analyst. And, Brad, you've got a GM and coach tracker, right? Hmm. Sure do. Yeah, go check it out at pff.com. So we're obviously here in D.C. talking about all these candidates and a bunch of defensive coordinators there. Um, Out of the list of seven, I think five are defensive coordinators and two offense coordinators in Slowick. And, of course, the guy who everybody wants, Ben Johnson. What is your take on coaches – being hired now overall, have you found like an, a statistical difference in the offensive guys being hired versus the defensive guys? What's your take? Yeah, I think the easiest way to put this, the best example tying into recent storylines is look what just happened with Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. I think Mike Vrabel is a top 10, maybe top five head coach in the National Football League. Hmm. He had four winning seasons. After two of them, he lost Matt LaFleur, who has now made the playoffs in every year but one in Green Bay, has an awesome offense with a rookie quarterback, or not rookie, but, you know, young quarterback who hadn't played. Um, then he loses Arthur Smith. I know Arthur Smith just got fired, but, you know, it was a very good offensive coach in Tennessee, and then he has to go to his third option in Tim Kelly, a guy who'd been in Houston for a while, didn't do a whole lot, um, and flash forward, not saying it's the only reason, but now Mike Vrabel's out of a job. So, at the end of the day, the, the risk we always talk about, where if you have the defensive head coach, and this is not to say they shouldn't be on your list. This is not to say a guy like Mike McDonald shouldn't be interviewed by every single NFL team that has an opening because he should. But there is an inherent risk in, in having a defensive head coach. And then if you have, especially, you know, Washington situation, which we'll get into, you have this OC, works for the young quarterback. If it goes well, that guy is gone, and there's not continuity and stability for offense. And in today's NFL, offense wins games. Yeah, I think we went through it, JP. You can correct me, but out of the 14 head coaches in the playoffs this year, eight of them are offensive and six are defensive, correct? Did I get that wrong? I'm not sure on the exact number, but it's majority is definitely offense. Majority offense, but it's not like it's overwhelming. So there are some successful head defensive guys. For sure, right. And you also can get the game manager types. You know, I think John Harbaugh, obviously, you know, is a great example. Um, hasn't called plays on either side of the ball for a while now. But, you know, again, it's if you have a good organizational structure, which we're obviously hoping is going to be the case going forward, it's not an end-all, be-all. It's not a black-and-white situation. Um, I, I do just think at a high level, like, let's, let's put it this way. If you said, all right, all else equal, we think Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald are exactly the same. We, we give them both a score of 95 out of 100 on our head coach search, whatever. Mm-hmm. You lean offense. That, that, that's all I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's a no-brainer for the Chicago Bears to draft 
a quarterback at one, or are you a little intrigued by the way Fields improved his play over the last six, seven weeks? Now, the final week of the season wasn't very good. I don't um, think the analytics are great on Fields, though. He can speak yeah, on that. Yeah, but what, what what do you think? Is it a no-brainer they, <clears throat> they trade Fields and take a quarterback? Yeah, look, I'm sitting in a room in my uh, closet. There's a Justin Fields jersey, and, and I think it's the biggest no-brainer of all time. I, I think it would be one of the biggest oversights and, and, and just craziest decisions to not draft a quarterback at number one overall. Obviously, they had the opportunity last year. <laughs> uh, I was in a different camp. I said, hey, you know, it's early. We haven't seen enough. His supporting cast has been abysmal. Um, get him some talent around him. See what you can get out of year three if he takes that year three leap. A lot of people are talking about th- this stretch of the second half of the season where he was so much better. The defense led the NFL in turnovers by a comfortable margin. They had one of the better starting field positions of their drives in the entire NFL, and they were 20th in scoring drive rate. They were outside the top 20 in EPA per play, EPA per dropback, success rate. He wasn't much better. He, he was phenomenal against Atlanta. He was terrible against Cleveland. He was terrible against the Packers. And again, the, the protection was not good. It was not entirely his fault. It never has been. But the excuses at a certain point have to run out. D.J. Moore is a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL. The offensive line was, again, Green Bay was terrible, but was a, you know, I would say in the, in the 20 to 25 range, which is still not great. But I think you could probably say the offensive line was 32nd last year. You just have to. You start the you restart the rookie contract window. You bring in a really really high level prospect, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May. You get a new offensive coordinator, which regardless of what happens, I expect Luke Etsy to be fired the next forty eight hours. Um, and, and you see what you can do. Love Justin Fields. Love the person. They all do as well. There just has not been enough enough growth as a passer to to not take quarterback at first overall. Talking to Brad Spielberger, analyst for Pro Football Focus. All right, let's get into Washington. And this is just opinion, but give us your ideal head coach, and maybe it's Ben Johnson, and then let's talk about the number two pick and what you think they should do. Yeah, it is Ben Johnson. You know, I think that would make all the sense in the world. You know, this is a guy that is waiting for a good opportunity, you know, essentially turned down Carolina last year, probably trying to turn them down again this year and go to the right spot. And it's not just because the buzz and the hype. You watch Lions film. I mean, first and foremost, like some stats behind it. But my favorite is, um, you know, when you look at passing plays where the quarterback earns a zero grade, which basically means they just do their job. Um, you know, we're not saying it's negative or positive. It's just, hey, they're operating within the structure of the play um, and, and just kind of doing what is schemed up for them. The Lions have the highest yards per pass in the NFL over the last two years on, on plays where the quarterback gets a zero. And then you look at the rest of the list. Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, he had Jimmy Garoppolo was on there. Purdy's now on there. So it's really just saying when the, the offense is just going to what is designed by the play caller, they're getting the most success out of it. You look at the film, the spacing is beautiful. The concepts are beautiful. They build things off of each other. Um you know, different looks that, that, that offenses think they're keying in on and think that they see a tell and, and they counter. And the thing, too, it, it, which also matters, his run game design is awesome. And, and he loves to, you know, run on like third and five, and, and you know, because he knows he's going to go for it on fourth down. His play sequencing, which kind of ties into that, like play design is half of it. Play sequencing, how you approach the game, how you go through it in certain situations, and and all of these things, I think, is also among the best I've seen in a while. Um, so yeah. Hey, Brad, ben I'm Johnson, curious. So you have Ben Johnson number one. 
when the quarterback is just doing his job, give him a zero grade, right? Where was Biennemi? Uh, I don't have the thing in front of me right now, but he wasn't top five. Um, you know, so look, I think Biennemi did some good things. Uh, obviously, it was kind of interesting how, how everything was, you know, you got a lot of receptions and, and, and production out of players not named Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. You spread the football around. You did see Sam Howell's pressure to sack rate come way down the second half of the season. But, yeah, I think he is a good pass game coordinator, and he obviously is a running back coach at his core. Um, but, yeah, he, he wasn't on the top, you know, at the top of the list. Getting back to the Lions for a second, Dan Campbell's got to have his head on a swivel, and I hope he has a good coaching pipeline because not only is Ben Johnson on the commander's list of guys to interview, so is his D.C. Aaron Glenn. So, Campbell, I, I hope they make a deep run this season because he might have some uh, coaching flux in the lower ranks there next season. It's looking that way. Yeah, so so one name you hear a lot if they do when they do lose Ben Johnson is that their quarter or their uh, pass game coordinator right now, a guy named Tanner Engstrand. Uh, everyone expects he'll just you know step up and be DOC. And obviously we have to see you know what that looks like. Calling plays is different than being a you know designer, all of that. But but the kind of you know belief inside the building is they have a tailor made replacement ready for Ben Johnson and this guy named Tanner Engstrand. On defense, I actually do like a lot of what Aaron Glenn does. Uh, I think you saw it in New Orleans as well. He's a DB's coach first and foremost, um, and you see a lot of growth out of young DB's both in New Orleans. Now you go to Detroit, you see a Brian Branch come along, uh, Kirby Joseph come along, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think it would be a devastating loss. I I think they could find someone to replace Aaron Glenn. All right, so, Brad, you're a big fan of Ben Johnson if the commanders can land him. They've got the number two pick. They can do a lot of things. They could potentially trade up for the number one pick. Uh, Who is your favorite of the quarterbacks? I saw you tweeting positively on Drake May yesterday, just some of the numbers. So kind of compare the top two candidates. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, honestly, it's a flavor thing, and I think both guys are, are really, really, you know, high-level tier one prospects. I think a lot of the narratives about both of them are, 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 frankly, unfounded in some respects as well. So, you know, I know Caleb Williams, the local kid, you're going to hear a ton about, oh, he, he can't operate inside of structure. It's all this kind of backyard football. Not true. <laughs> uh, you know, not true at all. It's standard dropback play, first read play, all of that stuff. There's plenty of that on his film yeah, did he try to do too much this past year in particular um, and, and just kind of dance around and he scrambled drills maybe more than he should have? Yeah, no question about it. The defense was also giving out 50 points a game. He knew that. They, they literally never got a stop. And I think he was just trying to, you know, overcome that and score a touchdown on almost every play. But it's almost funny. Like, people talk about how bad he was. He had 30 touchdowns and five interceptions, and it's like tanking his stock. Like, it, it's honestly hilarious. Uh, it just shows – prospect fatigue in my opinion um which happens all the time but elite talent the arm strength is crazy the arm talent throwing off weird platforms the sidearm balls the quick outs all of that stuff is as good as you'll see on college film and then he is a good athlete he he runs well i have no concerns about his size i get he's not 6'4 he's 6'1 don't really care 
Uh, he's big enough. He takes he took some shots uh, as a runner. You don't want to see that, but um, it, it didn't bother him. And I think you can coach him to you know get out of bounds or slide. So love him. Drake May, probably the livest arm of the class. I mean, throws absolute javelins. Just, just like very good with trajectory. Uh, I think you see a lot of. He knows when to put touch on it, when to throw rifles. I like him throwing over the middle of the field, uh, backside digs, working through his progressions. He has a little bit of Josh Allen to him where he, he – I haven't really talked about this yet, but he'll take off and take some unnecessary hits and do some crazy zany things too. Um, you want to coach that out of his game a little bit as well. But, um, yeah, long answer short, I think both guys are, you know, top five prospects of the last five years. You stack up every quarterback from – you know, 2019 to now, I guess, to be the five-year range, um, I think both guys would, would be comfortably in the top five. So you would stack them ahead of guys like Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow when they came out? So I, I think I'd probably still, looking back at the prospect, say Lawrence, and, and then I think, honestly, yeah, it'd be Caleb Drake. Uh, yeah, Burrow, you know, obviously already very good, deserved number one overall pick, probably the greatest college season of all time. The tools for him are not as good as Caleb Williams and Drake May. They're not. I mean, he, he, his arm is not as strong. Um, he's a good athlete, but he's not, not a special athlete. I think both of these guys are special athletes. So, obviously, the, the mental stuff goes into it. There's way more quarterback play than just your physical tools and ability. But, no, as a prospect, these guys are also coming out of college two to three years younger than Joe Burrow was. Um, yeah, I, I, as a prospect, these guys are ahead of Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Wow. Um, you know, given all that, there's no <clears throat> doubt um, with this second pick here, Washington has to go quarterback. But I, I do just want to revisit a little bit that I think it's a PFF graph that we would see periodically. And I, I saw it again this week where I, I liked Hal, but admittedly his play was just dropped off so much in the second half. It was kind of it was kind of staggering, actually. Um, but there was that graph where. Like how, what he was... Separation. The, the separation receivers. from the receivers was like the worst in the league. And I don't know if he had the fewest times to, to, to throw the ball or whatever the hell that was. Can you explain that graph? Do you know that one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I do. So, yeah, the average separation by the receiver on a snap-by-snap basis. Um, that's kind of what I was talking about with the enemy where, like, I think you saw, like, I, I think he understands what he's trying to accomplish in the past game. Um, but I think his, his foundation is as a run game coordinator, running back coach, and I think that is probably his biggest influence and element in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the film for them. There there are times where you saw a lot of guys in the same area of the field, um, which is just going to hurt your separation because you're just kind of making it easier on the opposing defense. Right. And I think the biggest thing I thought was in some of their route combinations, and I mentioned this about Ben Johnson, like. We talk about clear out routes and, and distractions or, or, you know, stuff like that. Like, um, you know, um, I'm blanking on the word now. But, you know, like a guy that runs a route to help sure, everybody a decoy else route. I, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think you saw less of that. Like, I think there was less cohesiveness in, hey, we're trying to scheme this player open and going to use everything else to accomplish that. I think it was more just here's four routes, go run them. Hopefully someone gets open. Um, it, you know, so, so that was a sp- spacing and just the intentionality, I think, wasn't really so- there. Because um, we know the guys are talented. So, all right. So that's more of an indictment on Beanie than it is McLaurin, Dotson, you know, et cetera. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I do think Dotson took a step back this year. I wasn't as impressed, and I was. I could not have been higher on him coming out of Penn State, and, and thought he was a fun rookie. I, you know, I don't know what the reason is, but I do think he he underwhelmed me this year. 
Terry, uh, I mean, just just continue to feel bad for the guy. Ho- hopefully, he gets to play with a with a legit offense and quarterback at some point. In <laughs> I'm right. curious, looking back on last year, and of course hindsight's twenty twenty. Where did you think the quarterbacks were going in in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? Did you have Stroud rated higher than Bryce? I did not. Um, I, I loved what I saw from Bryce in Alabama. Yeah, I'm not going to give you the, the revisionist history lie answer now that we have a year of uh, of uh, data in the NFL. The biggest thing, the most fascinating thing about C.J. Stroud is the biggest knock we had on him was he, he was the highest-graded quarterback in the entire country when kept clean in a clean pocket. He was our most accurate charted quarterback. This isn't great. This is mm-hmm. literally charting the accuracy of every throw. He was number one in the country over the two year, final two years of college. However, he had a, a grade when pressured outside the top 100 in college football um, it, for us over his last two seasons. And the weirdest thing ever was in that Georgia game in the college football playoff, mm-hmm. he was exceptional against pressure. He was manufacturing throws. Evading guys, avoiding sacks, all these things, keeping his eyes downfield, and make, and that has translated. Like one game in college that goes against everything else he did has completely translated to the NFL. And it's like you saw in the indie game, he, he was you know navigating pressure, avoiding avoiding pressure, and making bombs downfield. He did it all year long, so it's kind of the weirdest thing. Um, anyway, with Bryce, I mean the situation was terrible. Worst pass catching core in the NFL, easily in my opinion. Maybe the Patriots can take that award. Um, and the offensive line was bottom five. Frank Wright, the game has passed him by. They, they were, you know, bottom five in the NFL in, in uh, pre-snap motion. They didn't scheme anything open. There was no intentionality of what they were doing. But Bryce was not good. I mean, I mean, he was he was very very poor this year. But I, I still believe they can turn it around. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stroud had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. So. We got to go. Just to recap, though, you would have right now as prospects both. Caleb Williams and Drake May ahead of guys like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Joe Burrow if it was all coming out at the same time. Yep. Wow. The thing that the thing that worries me about and Brad, I don't know, you obviously study the X and O's and watch film and all that. I just watch games. But the thing that will worry me about Caleb is just the maturity. Um, you know, writing F Utah on his fingernails. He refused to talk to the media after the UCLA loss. I just think there's an immaturity about him physically and his talent. Yeah, I get it. May just seems like um, a better kid from a better, you know, he's from an athletic background. Um, I don't think he would ever do that. Um, and and maybe I'm making too much out of it, but that would concern me about taking Caleb number one overall and him maybe start to blame other people if things aren't going well. I just think that's his personality. Yeah. I hear you. I'll just say this quickly. One of the people running the search uh, for the commanders and, and Rick Spielman, who I worked with, I can tell you, is a old school, tough nosed dude, yeah. said he thought that the Notre Dame second half tape actually made him like Caleb Williams even more because he thought his body language and his mentality coming out of a really bad first half was was very, very good. And he didn't quit, didn't give up and thought he played a, a better second half against Notre Dame, probably the worst game of his college career. So I hear you. I'm not arguing with you. But there's the opinion of a guy who is currently trying to help you guys find a GM and a head coach. Yep. <laughs> All right, Brad, appreciate the time and insights. Always great. It's Brad Spielberger from Thank Pro Football it. Focus. Thank you, Brad. Coming up next, are you bitter that you may have to pay to watch a playoff game? 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.